The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening. And thanks a lot to all of our valued sponsors for making this show available, not only on the web, but also across Mississippi and parts of Alabama. Florida, Tennessee, and Arkansas, uh, even down into Louisiana, I guess, a little bit. So, uh, Bubba, let me ask you this question. How many people, if you were in a group, let's say your friends, people you go to Sunday school with or sit on local boards, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, folk that you respect and you serve with and you know them, mm-hmm. how many of them would say they probably are living a healthy life? I'm trying to be healthy. Uh, you know, I try not to eat too much uh, fried food, and I take my vitamins most of the time, and don't drink too much. Uh, you know, I, I think that the ones that would, would go out of their way to say that they're living a healthy life, mm-hmm. right? But if you just stood Or maybe said, 10%. You know, but if, you, if I were to stand up and say, all right, how many of y'all are actually trying healthy to live, living? Healthy living. You okay. know, are you eating all your fruits and vegetables or are you exercising? Mm. Maybe 50%. Okay. And these are people probably between the ages of 20 and 70. Yeah. Um, uh, probably full grown, many of mm-hmm. them educated. Many of them, if you stood up before you asked that question and said, okay. And, 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 I, and I qualify that by saying, mm-hmm. you know, the exercise is the big portion of that. Mm-hmm. I, I think many people can ha- have a healthy diet and that sort of mm-hmm. thing, but probably, and I'm, I'm one, you know, that, that can fall right into this category. Mm-hmm. I don't get anywhere near the exercise that I need. All right, so if you stood up before you asked people, are you living a healthy life, and you started asking, hey, people, popcorn answers at me, and I've got a dry erase board yeah. up here. Give me the components of a healthy life. Okay. They would start with exercise, yeah. mm-hmm. eat right, get enough sleep, yeah. drink more water than I do beer. Right. Huh? Right. We, uh, we know that. You say those things like that, and it doesn't sound that difficult, right? <laughs> when you say them one at a yeah. time, right? Right. Yeah. We all know the Sunday school answers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the answers that the teacher wants on the test. We, we, as I said, we were those people that you would be talking to probably would be, be between the ages of 20 and 70, a little bit of life mm-hmm. experience under their belt. They've seen people not live healthy lives. They know the answers. And you say 50% or less are really doing it. Right. Why am I not doing it? I mean, I, I sat there and you wrote all the answers up on the board and you said it didn't seem, and it doesn't seem that difficult. It, it takes effort to wake up in the morning and go exercise and run mm-hmm. when it's a whole lot easier to sleep in. It takes effort to uh, to actually plan and prepare and cook a meal as opposed to run through uh, a fast food chain. 
these takes a little bit of planning, right? Uh, takes a commitment to this mm-hmm. thing. Now that you say all that, all those things that seemed easy just about twenty seconds ago, mm-hmm. now they seem difficult, right? It's the same stuff written on the dry erase mm-hmm. board, but they seem difficult because you told me I had to do those things. Right. See, when I look at them written up there in sentence form, mm-hmm. eh, they don't seem that intimidating. Yeah. But when you tell me I've got to do the exercise, well, then I get involved in, well, what kind of exercise do mm-hmm. I do? Do I walk? Do I jog? Do I ride a bicycle? Do I weight lift? Do I yoga? Do I spin class? Mm-hmm. Now I get into the doing part of it. That's and Some of that I don't like to do. Some of it I like to right. do. And I've just addressed exercising there. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm spending so much time on that analogy is I want to flip it and now bring it over into the financial world. And well, and I, 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 this popped into my mind. It has to be actual exercise, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess to qualify, you know? it's got to be actual exercise. Because my idea of exercise is, yeah, you know, I'll go out and I'll take the dog for the walk and I'll go for a stroll. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get my heart rate up too much. No, that's, that's right. And, and that's part of the... Um, the specific mm-hmm. of the the, uh, the 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 work yeah. is well then where do where's your heart rate need to be mm-hmm. for fat burning or aerobic or anaerobic mm-hmm. and blah 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 uh, you know, I get down into the weeds of difference between a stroll and an exercise right. session mm-hmm. uh, so let's talk about applying that to finan- uh, to the financial world, my financial life, and see how I am or am not measuring up. If we were standing in that same, same group room. of people, yeah. and you said, what does it take to live a financially successful life? Mm-hmm. Could they popcorn the answers at you? I, I think you'd hear things uh, like, don't spend more than you make. Mm-hmm. Uh, control your debt, uh, save money, mm-hmm. put money in retirement plans. Mm-hmm. Um, ones that I think should be there that probably would not come up as frequently would be uh, have a will, mm-hmm. have an estate plan in place, power of attorney, health care directive, mm-hmm. uh, have disability insurance, mm-hmm. have life insurance. Mm-hmm. Those probably won't populate. Right, right. Uh, they should. It should. Mm-hmm. But if you were up there leading the discussion, you'd kind of sneak them in there. You mm-hmm. know, as people didn't answer, right. you know, they answer save money, and you'd say, "Yeah, and probably invest well for retirement too, right?" Mm-hmm. And they'd all shake their head. Yeah. And somebody'd say, "Pay off your debt," and you'd say, "And make sure that you uh, have an estate plan." Mm-hmm. And you would get them up there on the yeah. on the list, right? Mm-hmm. And as we popcorn the answers, they they don't seem that hard. No, they don't. But then we take them one at a time, have a debt plan, a plan to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like uh, addressing that one issue, exercise. And once you get into it, there it's a multitude right. of, of, of a possibilities mm-hmm. under exercise. Having a debt plan, there, there are a multitude of ways to do it. We've talked about it before where you maybe address the thing you're paying the highest interest rate mm-hmm. on. Or do you address the thing you have the lowest balance? Well, it's kind of like saying uh, 
so-and-so over there likes to weight lift and you like to jog. Mm-hmm. Both of them are exercise. Right. Huh? And both of these ways of addressing debt elimination are legit. Yeah, valid. They are. They are. Now, what we're going to do today is, is we're going to talk about what it really looks like to implement this financial plan that you ought to have. And even if you know the answers, how are you really measuring up at this point in your life? Here from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk, right to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. And we're talking about how am I measuring up at this point in my life related to this financial plan that I say I have or I aspire to have. And we've been kind of preparing uh, a, a comparison between having a good financial plan and having a good physical plan for your life. So, Bubba, let's look at this one. Uh, go back to that exercise thing. This happens every January when Americans make New, Year, New Year's resolutions. So, this is what usually happens. I'm going to make a New Year's resolution. I want to, uh, let's say, I want to lose 20 pounds. And um, so, I, I, I sign up for an exercise class. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm really all into this. I go buy new shoes, new set of tights. You know, I'm really looking yeah. good. Got in your there. new water bottle. I got me yeah. a new water bottle. Yeah. I, I'm all ready, you know. And I go in there, and at the end of two weeks, first of all, I'm very sore. Probably at the mm-hmm. end of the first 20 minutes. I'm very right. sore. Secondly, I haven't lost much weight. Mm-mm. Okay. Thirdly, uh, the person who leads this class doesn't give me enough attention. Every once in a while, they actually yell at me. Mm-hmm. And the people who started out on the 1st of January with me by two weeks in, about half of those people are gone. And by the way, I don't like getting up at 5 a.m. anyway. Yeah. So what usually happens? I quit. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not going like I want. I got all fired up about this new plan, this new class, this new thing I was going to do. Now I'm going to apply that to the financial world. A lot of times our financial plan, if we have one, is based on the three P's, mm-hmm. um, products, pricing, and performance. Okay. All right. So I'm going to apply this uh, exercise uh, example over to product. Let's say that I jumped into a financial plan and somebody convinced me that if you don't have an annuity, you don't have a retirement plan. Right. And I jumped in. Now, I'm not completely against annuities. Right. Like I'm not against exercise classes. I'm just using these mm-hmm. as examples. And I did. I jumped in wholeheartedly. I put all my money in an annuity. Yeah. I felt like I got tax deferral. I got some investment choices. I, I had a reputable insurance company that this thing was with. The guy who sold it to me, he says, this is the best thing going since sliced bread. Yeah. I'm in. So then what could derail that? Well, you see a commercial on TV with somebody that says something along the lines of, if you own an annuity, you're going to H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> and if I sold you an annuity, right. I would go that yeah. to that same mm-hmm. place too, right? right? Mm-hmm. And then he starts telling me how bad annuities are. And then you've got doubt that creeps in. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like that first day mm-hmm. after the exercise class and I had a little bit of a soreness? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. It's not going like I thought it would go. 
So I jumped in wholeheartedly into a product. Mm -hmm. In the exercise example, I did it. This one particular class, everybody told me this is the one you need. If you're going to lose 20 pounds, you need to be in this class. Oh, by the way, have you ever been in one of those exercise classes where the emphasis is on losing 20 pounds? I I can say uh, without a doubt, no. I have not. (laughs) Let me tell you, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Because the instructor thinks you mandated him or her to help you lose 20 pounds. And oh, by the way, in the back of the mind of the instructor, he's thinking you really need to lose 30 or 40. (laughs) So he's working your rear end off. Mm -hmm. It's not a walk in the park. Sure. Same thing as I apply it to if I put all of my financial plan into products. Mm -hmm. And I just picked on annuities. Sometimes when I do that, I got sold the shiny part of the product. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. You ever done this buying a car? You go and buy a car. You know, it's shiny. It smells new. They tell you how fast it'll go. Then you buy the car and you call up your insurance person. Oh, by the way, that's one of the most expensive cars to insure. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, by the way, you have to run premium gasoline in this right. car. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, this particular car requires synthetic motor oil. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I didn't get the underbelly mm-hmm. of the presentation. So if I hang my hat of my financial plan on products, mm-hmm. that's probably what's going to happen. Right. Are products a, a part of my financial plan, maybe? I, I think they, they are. Um, however, when, when we relate this to the different things that we put on the board, mm-hmm. right? Um, the thing that, that is concerning to me is the order in which you begin mm. tackling these tasks, mm. right? Maybe I didn't need a product the first day out of the gate. You, and more than likely, you probably did not need a product right out of the gate. Mm. More than likely, you needed to save up and, and have an emergency fund. Mm. You know, um, it, it looks daunting when you look at a board and you see, well, I've got eight or nine different things that I need to address and take care of. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of those things could be accomplished in a week. Mm-hmm. Some of those things could be accomplished in five weeks. Mm-hmm. Some of those things need 20, 30, 40 years to accomplish. Good point. Right? Good point. Being prepared for retirement. Mm-hmm. That's a long term goal. Yeah. Especially if you're young. Right. Right. Um, getting a will, you can get one of those pretty, pretty easily and pretty quickly. Right. Right. You know, now if you're talking to a 25 year old and I'm going to go back to the one yeah. point you just made being prepared for retirement, mm-hmm. most 25 year olds, when you talk to them about being prepared for retirement, what do you think is in their mind's eye? What are they thinking? I'm not worried about retirement. I'm worried about this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly Mm -hmm. the first thing that pops in their mind. The second one is once you get them to have a sober thought about it, they're thinking, man, that's 30 years from now. Mm -hmm. That may be 40 years from now. Right. That's not necessarily a priority today. Secondly, they're thinking retirement like Papa did it. Mm -hmm. And that is he signed up for the pension from the railroad. Right. And he got his Social Security. And he joined the Whitlers down mm-hmm. at the courthouse, and that's what he did for the last 15 years of his life. Right. You if he was lucky for 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's probably more like five years if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Back then. Back then. Right. And then mm-hmm. as they get older, their perception of retirement may be different than it was way mm-hmm. back there. And if they bought a product back in their 20s or 30s to do them for something 20 or 30 years out there, and then they said, oh, I've addressed retirement and checked it off, how often do you find people coming in and they bought a product and things have changed in the investment world and they pay in way too much internal uh, operating fees? Often, very often. Mm-hmm. The product may not be my answer. Mm-hmm. It's probably not part of my answer. And as you pointed, it's pointed out, it's probably, if I jump into product right mm-hmm. off the bat, it's probably um, premature for me to do that. That's right. So I go back to my exercise thing. Should I have probably signed up for the lose 20, 30, 40 pounds thing the first day of my commitment to a new healthy life? You probably should have signed up for a couch to a 5K. <laughs> In 60 days. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, you know and, and often I think that's, uh, whether it be with exercise, whether it be with investments, mm-hmm. uh, people think, well, I need to see immediate results, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to see immediate results. Mm-hmm. Right. Or at least you shouldn't. You shouldn't. It's not healthy. I mean, how did you pack that extra 40 pounds on? Mm-hmm. Did you do it all in one weekend? Yeah. Probably not. Mm-hmm. You did it over one, three, five, ten years. Right. Taking it off, probably it'd be better and more, more healthy for you if you did it not and try to lose 20 pounds in 60 days. Right. You, you do it slowly. And maybe I should have gone and see my doctor, see if I could handle mm-hmm. an exercise class. Right. Before I signed up for the thing, but I just jumped right out of the chute and I bought a product. I bought this particular class. Right. And sometimes we see that happening for people when it comes to their financial planning. They get all product um, oriented. The other thing about a product is, and I touched on it briefly there, is they're always changing. Yeah. So you, you mm-hmm. sign up for a product, you sign up for an annuity or a set of mutual funds or you know, this particular Roth or that particular plan or, or whatever the product was, and then three or four years later, you find out that I could have gotten that for less expensive. And, and what are these products actually changing for? Oh. Right? Mm-hmm. So th- if a product is changing, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like if you bought new tennis shoes or a new vehicle, mm-hmm. there's some feature or something associated with that product that has changed in some way mm-hmm. that makes it more attractive to the consumer to buy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if it's a financial product that you're buying mm-hmm. and it has changed, mm-hmm. there's a reason why it has changed, and it's but because people want want it or are buying it. Yeah. Right? And the world has changed in a yeah. certain way. And all of a sudden, here I realize, oh, the product I have is not the be-all, end-all mm-hmm. anymore. I need a new one. And then I call the guy up and say, hey, I want to move from this thing to that one. He's like, well, you got two more years mm-hmm. or you're uh, going to have to pay a penalty. Right. So now the product has changed. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not as fired up and sold on it. And now I realize that it's going to negatively affect me. And what I do the same thing that Mm -hmm. the person who signed up to be a healthy liver around January the 1st, uh, I just quit. Yeah. I just get out Mm -hmm. to heck with this. 
because it's not really what I thought it was. Well, you thought it was a product. Mm-hmm. So those three P's, the product and the, and the pricing and the performance, mm-hmm. we've just talked about product. I want to address the others as we get uh, through this break and come back here at the Advisors Roundtable. Super Talk Radio. Back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. We're talking uh, about how many times the way we put together our financial plans based on the three P's of products, pricing, and performance, and many times um, maybe that's not what we really need. It's not really uh, concentrating on what's important, and sometimes it gets the cart before the horse. So we've addressed product and how that we probably should not have our financial plan uh, product-centric. We, we uh, should maybe use certain products mm-hmm. over time to help our financial plan be successful, but not just think I've done it all if I bought one product. I, I think it's important to differentiate, though, mm-hmm. that there are financial products that are, are specific mm-hmm. and then a financial product that would be the plan itself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? You can have a, a product that is in the shape or form of a plan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you can also have a product that's in the form or shape of uh, this exchange traded fund or this annuity or this stock or this bond or, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. or, you know, this greatest and, and whatever investment program. Right. Um, don't right. confuse that with the overall plan itself. That's right. The plan itself, it should be the product. Right. And it should be the byproduct of all of the planning mm-hmm. and inputs of the various Experts, attorneys, and CPAs, and financial advisors, and investment people—that mm-hmm. um, you're which is the whole goal, right? Good point. Uh, price, pricing. So we talked about product mm-hmm. pricing. Will there always be somebody that'll do it cheaper? I would, yeah, sure. Hmm. I think so. Yeah. Uh, are there financial plans or? websites or investment companies that will let me do it. Yeah. And I can do it for free. Do it for free. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So why in the world would I want to pay for something if I can do it for free? Well, you got to be careful of that word free, Mm -hmm. right? It may appear to be free, but it may be more costly. So let me explain what I mean by that. Let's say, for instance, that you have uh, an investment program that you want to do, mm-hmm. and there's no no trading costs for it. But right. within that program or plan, mm-hmm. uh, they have mutual funds, and these mutual funds have internal expenses associated with them. Uh, right? So there is a cost. I mean, you, uh, as far as I... I'm, I'm going to use some language here mm-hmm. that I, I typically would not. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing in this world for free, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's going to be a cost to, to something somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that cost is your own time, mm-hmm. uh, doing your research to, to implement your own plan, mm-hmm. uh, or if it's uh, an underlying or embedded cost associated mm-hmm. with some of these things or, mm-hmm. or products, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, there's always going to be a cost associated with it. Yeah, and you make a really good point related mm-hmm. to my time if yeah. I'm going to do it myself. I mean, I can mow my own grass. Mm-hmm. I can do it. Daddy right. taught me how. I know how uh, internal combustion mm-hmm. small engines work. Right. 
I can change my own spark plugs. Mm -hmm. I can sharpen my own uh, blade, right? Right. I can do that. How much time does that take? Well, that, for me, it would take quite a bit of time. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. You really think about it. I mm -hmm. can do it yeah. for free. Mm -hmm. Jim Cramer, I think, on television on CNBC makes a really great point here. If you're going to do this and do your financial planning for yourself, mm -hmm. by yourself, you need to spend one hour right. per quarter on every investment within your mm -hmm. portfolio. You need to be looking at it, analyzing it, keeping up with it, know all the competitors, mm -hmm. know all the issues it's dealing with. How does that company respond in times of high inflation? How does that company respond when we got a Republican or a Democrat mm -hmm. in the office? Uh, what is the new CEO's philosophy? It's kind of like me going through one hour per thing that you own, right? Yeah. So I would I would make the argument to be well diversified, mm -hmm. and I'm talking about just stocks alone, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To be well diversified, I think that an individual probably needs to own at a minimum 200 different stocks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So 200 hours per quarter, <laughs> you ain't gonna do. It. You're not gonna do it. No. Yeah. You're not. Now let's let's boil it down, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say, okay, well, Bubba, I don't I don't need to own individual stocks. Maybe I own exchange traded funds or mutual funds. Okay. I think to be properly diversified uh, in in exchange traded funds and mutual funds, you're probably going to need somewhere between eight and ten, mm -hmm. right? So let's just call it ten. Mm -hmm. Are you still going to spend ten hours a quarter studying, studying and analyzing and reviewing these mutual funds? Right. Because there's always a better one. Mm -hmm. There's always a newer one. We've talked before on this show, and people spend more time planning their vacation <laughs> than they do. They're going yeah. to. Mm -hmm. In fact, you and I can talk on this show or in our offices or at seminars until we're blue in the face. But really and truly, it's more sexy and more appealing yeah. for people to spend time planning mm -hmm. their vacation. So they're not going to, but they tell themselves they are because they don't right. want to pay the fee. They don't want to pay, so pricing sometimes becomes an issue. Now, I will tell you, sometimes you need to shop. Yeah. Because, speaking of me kind of being a little lazy here, I may try to just to go with the first person I talk to. Mm -hmm. And he or she's going to charge me 1.2% for their time right. of my assets under management. And then I got all those underlying fees to run the mutual funds mm -hmm. and ETFs and everything. And I'm thinking, well, you know, it's one and a half to two percent total. I'll be fine. There may be somebody who's just as good mm -hmm. that'll do it a little less expensively. Right. So sometimes pricing can be a legitimate thing for sure. you to look at. Sure, it can. But it shouldn't be the only thing. Because mm -hmm. many times when we have this conversation, I like, you know, let's say that Phil, our executive producer over there, became a client of ours for the very first time. And in that first hour, the free hour, we're spending with him, feeling him out, getting inputs from him, understanding him, getting data, gathering mm -hmm. all that. And he's trying to decide whether he wants to work with us. It's a good, right. you know, kind of a date night kind mm -hmm. of thing. That first hour. All right. During that time, I like to see what he says and mm -hmm. try to figure out, is he really somebody who's into product? Is that what he talks about most? Right. 
Is he one of those people that really is going to try to hold my feet to the fire mm-hmm. related to pricing? Or is he a performance guy? Mm-hmm. I tell you, in that first hour, you kind of figure it you out. You do. Yeah, absolutely. You, you see where the personalities are. Mm-hmm. You you see where their bent mm-hmm. is, and um, you know if it's pricing, uh, he, we're going to realize that he's maybe already been one or two other places. Right. He's car shopped somewhere else. Yes, he has. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And he's trying to see what he can get. And this is the American way. I mean, you know, you watch us when we go to auctions or when anybody goes to a flea market. You know, you're trying to talk the other person down, get everything you can for a less expensive charge. And so, yes, sometimes pricing is the issue. However, before we leave pricing, I want to go back to a point you made. Pricing is kind of like an onion. Mm-hmm. It's multifaceted. Right. It's not just the person you're talking mm-hmm. to, the advisor you're talking to, as you peel that one back. But then there are platform fees, mm-hmm. underlying investment advisory fees, possibly surrender charges. Mm-hmm. Expense, expense ratios. Expense yeah. ratios. All of those things are down in there. And if you don't mm-hmm. if you're really into pricing, you, you need to be able to pull that onion back and look mm-hmm. at all the various layers there. That can take some time too. Mm-hmm. Or you can try to find somebody who will help you do that. Um, and make sure that the pricing is right for you. It shouldn't be free if it's good, though. Right. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Do you expect, if you have a major issue with your health, do you expect to go to the least expensive doctor? No. If you need to... I expect to go to the best doctor. You're looking for the best one. Mm-hmm. And you may have to pay mm-hmm. for him or her. Right. Hmm? You need to have the molding redone in your house. Hmm? Yeah. You're going to find a finished carpenter who just got out of school and is willing to do it for about anything you're willing to pay him or her? Are you going to find somebody who's a little long in the tooth and knows what they're doing? Probably somebody who's going to know what, what they're doing. And you're probably going to have to pay for him or her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's the final result? So sometimes pricing can actually allow you to get the best result. I, I would say that, that price becomes an issue in an absence of value. Uh, say that again. That price becomes an issue in an absence of value. So if it's a valuable thing. It's a, if it's something valuable or s- something that I see value in, then I'm willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that uh, an individual does not see value in, then mm-hmm. they're not going to pay as much for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's only logical. Yeah. And, you know, I look at a purse mm-hmm. as a man. Looking at a lady's mm-hmm. purse, it looks like stitched leather to me. Yeah. But to some I of these ladies... I think, what's ladies, wrong with a Walmart sack? <laughs> yeah. You know? But to some of these ladies, the right name on the outside mm-hmm. gave value to it. Right. She was willing to pay two, mm-hmm. three, four, five hundred dollars. And and I would say the same thing about shoes. Yep. Uh, even for myself. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, the shoes that I purchase and wear dress shoes are expensive mm-hmm. shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're... $250, $300 a pair. Mm-hmm. 
but their quality, and you have them resold a number mm-hmm. of times, and they, they last. In the long run, it's right. what you wanted right. and what you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've addressed products, and we've addressed price, and we're going to come back and talk performance here at the Advisors Roundtable on Supertop. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Supertalk Radio talking about our financial plan, and it should not be centered totally on products and pricing and performance and relating uh, relating to prices you know uh you said this earlier but i want to say it again cheap labor advice expertise is probably not skilled Mm -hmm. skilled labor advice expertise is probably not cheap Right or or another way that I would say that cheap things aren't good and good things aren't cheap. Yeah, usually. Mm-hmm. And so uh, pricing should not be the thing that controls. Now it can be a mm-hmm. part, a, a component. Right. Another p- component is performance. Mm-hmm. Now doesn't Phil want his investment portfolio to perform? I think everybody wants that. I think everybody wants to perform. Uh, at or better than whatever indices, probably the S and P 500 is performing. Okay. With zero risk, <laughs> uh, and zero cost, right? You there give me, you. you give me that and yeah. Hey, we're golden. Absolutely. I want to be svelte and have a right. washboard abs with mm-hmm. zero exercise and still have milkshakes. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Uh, you know, some people got it and some people don't. <laughs> I mean, really? It's a curse, really. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to have it natural, right? Mm -hmm. right? So performance. We want our investment portfolios to perform. Yeah. But sometimes we're competitive Mm -hmm. with it. I hear my brother-in-law talking over Thanksgiving meal about how he did 20% in his mutual fund last year. Right. And Bubba only was able to get me 12. Mm-hmm. Now I'm mad at Bubba. Yeah. Now, give me an explanation, Bubba. How could that have legitimately occurred? And why do I not need to be attracted by this momentary performance of my brother-in-law? Um, I, would, I would probably venture a guess that your brother-in-law was more concentrated in a particular position, mm-hmm. therefore taking on much more risk. Oh, Sometimes you get rewarded for that, and he made 20% yeah, last year. Absolutely. But you're telling me sometimes he's going to suffer for that? Mm-hmm. I am. And maybe I don't want to suffer that much. That's right. So I need to have uh, an investment portfolio mm-hmm. that's more diversified and maybe has some kind of buffer things mm-hmm. put in there, uh, different sectors of the economy. Maybe last year he was in mostly tech. Sure. Not saying you don't need some tech. Mm-hmm. But what about healthcare this year? And what about value companies? Right. And what about manufacturing? Or all these other things mm-hmm. that I probably need some exposure to. By the way, twelve percent ain't bad. No, it is not. Huh? Yeah. So the first thing that's I, that's the uh, the high end of the historical average over the last one hundred years. Absolutely. If you had not had mm-hmm. that conversation with your brother-in-law, yeah. where he threw shade on your twelve percent because he got twenty, yeah. which. I don't know if he got 20 or not. Right. He, he he just said mm-hmm. he did. No, you know, not everything that people brag about occurs. Yeah. <laughs> just to throw that yeah. out. And there. some people don't tell the truth a lot. There you go. 
So uh, he he cast it, he cast shade mm-hmm. on your twelve yeah. percent. If he hadn't done that, you'd have probably been proud, right? So the first thing I find related to performance is it's you're sometimes um, uh, a byproduct of my competitive nature, mm-hmm. okay, which is not necessarily best for me in my long term plan. Because my long-term plan probably tells me I need diversification. Right. A number of sectors of the economy represented, and I don't need to take too much risk and only be concentrated mm-hmm. like you said I should, sure. or he was. The other thing I find related to performance is that you're always chasing it. Mm-hmm. So go back to my brother-in-law who may have had this concentration of tech stocks. Yeah. And you come in and see Bubba and say, Bubba, I want that 20%. I want everything my brother-in-law owns. Yeah. So you sell out of all these other diversified things and you jump over into tech stocks. Yeah. What's probably going to happen? Majority of the time is you're going to lose money. Mm. And let me, let me explain. And it's, it's more of a psychology of investing than anything. Mm. Um, there have been studies that have been done based on, uh, historical rates of return, uh, for mutual funds, equity, mutual funds. And, uh, that historical rate of return would come back at between eight and 12% annualized. Okay. So we'll call it 10, right? Okay. And then, other studies have been done about the actual experience uh, that investors have had investing over a period of time. They didn't do 10. They didn't do 10. They did probably around four over a period of time. And why did they do that? It's because they jumped on the bandwagon. Uh-huh. They sold out of a particular investment thinking and chasing returns, right, uh-huh. of something that might have done 20% the year before, and they said, ooh, I'm going to jump into there because I can get 20%. Uh-huh. Well, it's right when they do that 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 particular sector falls out of favor oh. and does 2%. Then they're like, oh, well, that didn't work out so well. I'm going to jump on the next one that, that did 20% the year before. Right. Right? You can drive yourself crazy. Sure you can. Chasing performance. Mm-hmm. Because just because he did 20% last year doesn't mean that it's going to be 20% this year. Bubba just said that right. probably uh, a majority of the time it's going to do less than that. That's because right. it peaked mm-hmm. or got close to a yeah. peak during that year. And here I am trying to do that. And what have I done? I have completely forgotten my plan. Mm-hmm. Which is diversified, multi-sector, rebalancing, right. all that stuff. And I just jumped over here, and then I jumped back over there. And then I'm probably going to do like the person who at the beginning of the year wanted to get healthy, and they jumped into this exercise class, but the guy yelled at them too much, and they mm-hmm. got too sore. And then they, they stopped that one, and then they jumped into another one. And after two or three jumps, what do people do? They jump out. That's right. And we find that in the investment world, yeah. don't we? And they say, well, that stock market isn't for me. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing is I'm, sometimes I'm competitive. Secondly mm-hmm. is many times I chase returns, and it's mm-hmm. not part of a, an overall plan. Thirdly, I think many times people have a mistaken conception of what real performance should mm-hmm. be. And go back to your point about historical The historical rates of return for equity uh, mutual funds, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Stock mutual funds is between 8 and 12% on an annualized basis, going back for a 
call it close to 100 years. And probably when I first came into Bubba's office and I told him I can start uh, with $2,500 and I can put $250 a month in. And Bubba, how much would I have in 30 years? Mm -hmm. Well, Bubba did the calculation based on what? A historical average. Which is the 8 to 12. That's right. All right? Mm -hmm. And here I am. I got to chase this 20. Yeah. But then Bubba tells me if I'm chasing the thing, I'm probably going to get four, mm -hmm. which is less than the historical thing that my plan was built on. Right. So I've blown the whole thing up mm -hmm. because I got so concerned about performance. Yeah. All right. Here's another thing I found in the practical world. And I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day who's been divorced three times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's really good at getting ladies. Yeah. Okay. It's the keeping them that's kind of mm -hmm. hard, you know? And what he says he has learned over time is, you know, he's attracted to the one that was really the prettiest one in the room, the one who was the funniest one in the room, the one who was the wealthiest one mm -hmm. in the room, the one that was in the best shape of anybody mm -hmm. in the room, the one that was the most stylish of anyone in the room. He's basically chasing performance. Right. And then we had to live with these people. Mm -hmm. You ever lived with a prima donna? Uh, thank, thankfully, no. Well, I hear you. Yeah. Ah, he tells me it wasn't a fun ride there. Mm -hmm. Over time, that performance thing really wasn't a great lifestyle. Yeah. So our point is that your financial plan doesn't necessarily mean to be based on performance or, or pricing or products. Those things need to be component parts. Mm -hmm. Do you need a financial plan that's about you and the right way to use money and the right way to give money and the right way to get out of debt and the right way to save and keeping us on an even keel? That's the plan and that's the secret. It's what we find with those who are most successful. Hopefully we've learned something together today as we've had this discussion. Hopefully you'll be committed to your financial plan more. Now from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.